perfect mess is my perfect mess. Perfect mess is my perfect mess. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Perfect Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Molina, and this is episode 76. I hate to break it to you guys, but help isn't coming. And if it does come, it's going to be much, much too late. I'm telling you guys this because I always talk about being prepared and 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 I answer questions about why I started working out every day, why I started taking care of my health and what pushed me to the brink, what pushed me to start getting my physical in control and taking care of myself. And why do I train all the time? What is there something I'm doing? Is it for a purpose? And I always tell you guys that I always think about the unexpected. What if I'm ever in a situation and I need to protect my kids or I need to protect my family or I need to protect somebody or maybe there's somebody that I don't even know that's in a situation and I'm around, maybe I can help them. I always wanna be prepared for stuff like that because it's called the unexpected for a reason. You don't expect these things to happen, but if they do in when they do, you are prepared because like the saying says, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. I'm talking about this today because it happened to me last night. If you're looking at the cover of this podcast and you don't see it on YouTube or you don't see it online when you're listening to Apple, Spotify, take a look at the cover. Go to my Instagram. You'll see my arms being held out and you'll see blood on my hands or my arms on my forearms. That is not a joke. That is not Photoshop. That is a real photo that I had to take because of a situation that I got into last night where I had to defend myself because it was a life or death situation. Guys, when I tell you that I'm in my late 40s and I have no desire to have any problems with anybody, whether I know them or I don't know them, I'm telling you, most guys my age try to avoid that stuff, okay? Me included. But the nature of the way this world is right now, the situation, the way our world, our country is working right now, more and more people every day are getting in situations that they didn't expect to have to deal with and they're being forced to deal with them and last night was one of those situations for me i want to tell you a quick story about me being hit by a drunk driver last night i have always feared being hit by a drunk driver because so many people lose their lives to people drinking and driving, okay? I have called my fair share of uh, call-ins when it comes to drunk drivers and reporting them because I always fear that 
One day that might be my kid's mom and my kids driving one night at home or going home and them getting killed by a drunk driver. So I have always made it a point that if I feel like someone is intoxicated while I'm driving and I see this, I make sure to report it. Last night, I didn't get the opportunity to do that because I was actually the victim of being hit by a drunk driver. Now, obviously I'm okay. You can see that I'm fine. I'm here, I'm talking to you. But what happened last night was I was sitting at a red light in a turning lane and I was there for maybe a minute and I was rear-ended by a car going about 35 miles an hour, literally just plowed right into my truck. Didn't expect it, didn't really even see the car. There was no brakes, there was no skidding because he didn't stop. What stopped him was my truck. Now, obviously I kind of gather myself. Uh, I go to make a U-turn and I'm, you know, waving, you know, put my window down and I'm waving this guy over like, hey, make a U-turn or make a turn. We're gonna go left to pull into a Starbucks parking lot. And this was about close to 11 o'clock at night. Now, I go slow because I know most people these days, they try to run. So I, I go slow to make this turn, and I realize he's going slow, but then he makes a U-turn. Not fast, but he makes a slow U-turn. So I immediately cut my turn into a U-turn to follow him, and we go into a 7-Eleven parking lot. Now, immediately when we pull into this parking lot, and he parks, his window's down, I can see just by his expression and his face that he is not just drunk, he is smashed. And I get out of the car and I'm immediately, I'm just like super pissed off because I know he's a drunk driver. And he gets on, he's like mumbling and he's slurring and he's like calling me bro and he's trying to touch my shoulder and I'm sorry, I'll give you any money, just let me go and all this stuff. And this guy ended up being about two years younger than me. And, um, and I told him, don't touch me. Keep your hands off me. I said, go sit over there, bro. I said, I need your license. I need your insurance. And I called the police to, so I can get a police report. Now, the police are like, you know, they take down my information. I'm like, yeah, we're at this street. We're at this intersection, this parking lot. This is what happened. Boom. Waiting, okay? Sitting there, this guy is like continuously following me around, trying to talk to me, trying to let him go. I'm not allowing him to get in his car. A couple times I'm like, dude, putting my hands out like, listen, bro, I don't want to hurt you. You need to back up. Like, quit. He's just apologizing. Oh, my dad this, my dad, you know, my dad's going to, you know, to this country. My mom's dying. You have a mom crying. My life's a mess. And listen, this guy's got driving a Lexus, like a newer Lexus. You got a better car than I do, bro. Like, life can't be that bad. You know what I mean? But either way, I don't give a damn how bad your life is. You could have killed somebody. So that was my point. So I'm waiting for the cops to show up. It's about 30 minutes now. A couple cops drive by, they don't even stop. So I call again. Same thing, we got your call. We're trying to get someone there. We're really backed up and we're shorthanded, okay? Listen to what I'm telling you. I have a drunk guy who didn't stop, who literally just went through. The only thing that stopped him was my car. So he was dry. Like if there was someone in the crosswalk, he'd have plowed right through him and just kept going. Okay. 
So mind you, I'm I'm dodging this guy. I called, you know, I called the second time and this is a, another dispatcher and I'm telling, I said, listen, you guys need to get here. This guy is starting to rub me the wrong way. He's, you know, following me, if you can hear him. And I told the guy while I'm on the phone, I said, back up and quit touching me. Get off my car, go sit on the grass. He goes and sit down. He's like, bro, please don't call the police. And you know, doing all this whole, and I'm like, man, just go sit down, have a seat. Okay, I'm being real nice with you. So I tell I tell the dispatcher, I said, listen, please get here because this guy touches me again. I don't know what's gonna happen. Oh, well, you know, you can't make threats like, I'm not making a threat. I'm telling you he is touching me and I keep telling him to stop and he keeps coming up. And she goes, yeah, but you know this conversation is recorded. If you assault, I said, I'm not gonna assault him. Obviously I'm on the phone with the cops. I know you record everything. I'm telling you to get here. This, it's not just an accident. This guy is drunk and if I let him go, he's going to kill somebody, okay? He's gonna leave this parking lot. He's gonna kill somebody. My truck has some paint across the bumper and I'm sure underneath it's got some buckling, which I'm not a, 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 a frame and body guy, but I'm sure there's something going on down there. But his car is smashed in the front, like smashed, all right? They don't come. I call a third time. Now we're there over an hour. Okay. And I'm keeping this guy at bay. I'm at this point. I'm surprised that I'm able to keep him there. So I call a third time. This time I'm pissed. I'm like, yo, are you guys sending somebody? I said, because this dude is starting to get on my nerves. Please send somebody over here. I've been waiting for a while. She said, well, we got more important calls. I said, drunk drivers are not important. This guy is drunk. Drunk people out, kill people out here every day. I think this is kind of important. I'm actually doing your job by holding this guy here. They say, we'll get somebody out there. That's it. What changes for me, okay? And I want you guys to listen very close, okay? What changes for me is that this guy now gets up and he's trying to get in his car and go through things, okay? Now he's going through, he pops his trunk, Okay, I go, yo, you're not going through your car. And I smack the trunk with my fist down so it shuts. He's like, bro, what are you doing? I, you know, slurring. I'm like, you're not going through your trunk. You're not going, tries to go through the passenger. I said, you're not going through anything. He's like, I need water. I need my vape pen. I said, listen, bro, go have a seat. I'm trying to be cool with you, but you're really testing me right now. I promise you, man, I'm trying to be nice to you, but you are not going through your car. I don't know what you're going for, okay? Bro, I don't have a gun. I said, listen, I don't know that. And the fact that you would even bring that up, now I'm a little concerned. Go have a seat and get away from the car. This time I call a fourth time because now I'm concerned because it's been well over an it's now it's been a, over an hour and a half. No cops have come. Nobody has come. I did the right thing. Okay, we're we're told we get into a situation like this, call the authorities. All right? You know that. You've been in a situation. If you're not at fault, you know and you're a civilian, you know, you call the authorities, try to make sure you get a police report, yada yada yada. Do all that. All the things. I did that. So the fourth time I call it's now over an hour and a half. I call and I say, hey, 
I really need you guys to sell. This is my fourth call. Now they know. They're like, we have a call log from you. We know we're trying. To, we're shorthanded. Same drill, okay? We don't, I go, listen to me. I'm a little nervous now because this guy is trying to go through his car. I don't know what he has in his car, okay? I said, and I don't know how much longer I can hold him here, but he's wasted, he's drunk, and he's going to kill somebody if he leaves here. I said, please send somebody because I don't know what he's trying to get out of his car, but I'm keeping him away from his car. And listen to me very close of what happened next, okay? And this is why I tell you I train and do things so I can prepare for the unexpected, because you just never know when you're going to get put in a situation where you don't know if you're going to have to defend yourself. When I tell you that this man, after an hour and a half of me holding him there, keeping him at bay from his car, waiting for the cops to come because he's drunk and I don't want him to leave and kill somebody. This man, while I'm on 911 talking to a dispatcher, runs at me. And says, bro, you're calling, don't call. Fuck you. Swings at me. Hits me in the bottom of my chin. Like misses half of my chin, but hits me, grazes it. When I tell you I was just dumbfounded, crazy shocked that this happened while I'm on the phone with, uh, with an officer. I was blown away. I stumble back. I'm holding. Listen, let me give you the story. The, 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 let me set the scene. I have my phone in my left hand and I have a lanyard that my car keys are on. I always have my keys in the middle of my hand and I have my lanyard wrapped around my hand. And I, cause I always flip it around when I'm walking around. And that's what I was doing. So I happen to have my keys wrapped around my hand. And the minute he hit me, the, I hear the cop go, What happened? What? I go, He just assaulted me. He just. He literally just swung and hit the bottom of my chin. And I'm now I'm backing up because I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I'm, so I'm thinking, okay, he's wasted. Try to just keep him at bay, whatever. And, and listen, when I tell you that I think of certain things when I get in situations, listen, man. I remember watching this video of, of Jocko Willinick. You guys might know who this person is. Hardcore dude, military guy. This guy's a badass, okay? They said, what is your first thing when it comes to a physical altercation in real life? He said, my first line of defense is run. He goes, I know you're listening, you're watching, you're hearing me say this, and you know that I'm a skilled fighter, and I have all these technical skills and all this stuff. I am telling you as a man, a grown man, my first defense is to run. To get out of there. I don't care if I can beat you. I don't care if I can get out of the situation. I don't care if I can do any of that. It's not about that. Because accidents happen and I don't want any of that. My first, my first line of defense is to run. And he said, the second thing is this. Where that changes is when you put your hands on me. That's the only time that changes. And when I tell you that this changed for me and that's what I was hearing, that's what happened. That's what I was hearing. That changed for me because as I'm evading this guy and the cop is talking to me, I go, you need to get someone here. And they're like, what's going on? I go, he's swinging at me. I'm backing up. I'm trying to avoid. 
and I'm backing up and he's running straight directly at me, throwing punches, swinging and missing. He grazed me again. One time I have the phone in my left hand again and my keys here. I move back and boom, hit him right on the chin. Eyes roll back, bust his shit. His whole face fucking explodes. The, the, the photo you see on this podcast, my arms, the blood spatter, that is his blood from where I was holding my phone and my keys now have blood on them. Now, let me tell you how this got really complicated. When I hit him, he stumbled, lost his vision. I could see that he was dizzy and stumbled forward. I basically catch the guy. We fall down. I wrap my arm around the back of his neck. So he's falling towards me. Now, mind you, this guy's 5'9", probably about 225. I'm 5'6". All right? 5'6", 215. This dude falls on top of me. I catch him. His head is now underneath my armpit and I have him in a headlock, a headlock. He can't move. So he's down. I have his neck bent to where he's barely breathing. I have, and the cops like, what's going on? I said, we're on the ground. I said, please send somebody, please send somebody. I need somebody here. I don't want to hurt this guy. Please send somebody. And they're like, hold on. What's going on? I go. And then the minute I say that, I realize I don't have my keys anymore. When I hit him, my keys have a, they have a snap lock that pops off to where you can take the bottom part of the key off the lanyard. They fell off and they fell by his side. So as I'm holding him, this guy literally, his hands are moving back like this. His other hand that's free is moving back and he fills my keys and he grabs them. Now I got a problem because now this guy I have in a headlock has my keys in his hands. So... I tell the cop he's got my keys, he's got my keys, and I know you're probably thinking, why don't you just hang up and handle it? I was multitasking, as crazy as that sounds. I needed, because I know they record everything, I needed this to be on record because if anything ever came of it, if anything tried, if he tried to flip and manipulate the, the story, the situation, and say that I attacked him, I needed that to be on a recording that he attacked me and the altercation to be, even though it wasn't video, it was audio. I needed that to be there in case anything came of it. So I flip, I told the cop, I need to get my keys. I go, he's going to take my, he's going to possibly take my car. So I flip around, still holding on to him. And then I let go real quick and I slide from underneath him and when you're drunk, you do crazy shit. And this dude literally got up leaking all over the place and takes off running. Like, looks like he's going to fall the entire time. And I chase him because he's running towards the cars. He has my keys. And I go, and the cop's like, what's going on? I go, he's running towards my car. He's got my keys. Hold on, hold on. So I'm running. I go, hey. And he goes, fuck you. He turns around and I hit him. Boom. Hit him again. This time he stumbles, falls. Boom. Lands by a curb. My keys go flying on the grass. I grab my keys. And this time, I'm fearful because 
he landed by the curb. I wasn't sure if he hit the curb or what, but there was blood all over right next to the curb and I wasn't sure. That concerns me because yeah, I want to get out of this situation, but no, I don't want to hurt nobody like that. I don't want to, um, I don't want someone to go, you know, to get seriously hurt or die. So I grabbed my keys and by this time I literally, now I'm like, okay, I got my keys. I'm out of the situation and I back up to, to lean on my truck. He gets up finally. He's looking around and he starts cussing. He, he goes, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I, and the cops on the phone. He's like, what's going on? I go, I'm not doing, I'm done holding him. I go, you guys never showed up. I go, they're like, is he leaving? I go, yeah. She goes, where's he going? I go, I don't know. Home. So he gets in his car. He's like slurring. He's bloody. He's revving his engine and Hits the gas, almost hits a little white Honda that's pulling in, hits a curb, goes over the curb and takes off. The cop literally says, do you need medical attention? I said, no, I'm fine, but I need you to get here. I need you to, I need you to document this. I need to give you his ID, his life, because I had all that. So you guys can go get this dude. When I tell you that they didn't show up, they never showed up. I went inside the 7-Eleven to see if they can give me some footage. They gave me a number and told me, hey, we we can give it to you, but obviously we need to give it to you when there's a police report. Hence, there was no police that ever came. <laughs> so I wait another 30 minutes to see if they're going to show up because obviously I think it's kind of crazy that the dispatcher heard a, an assault on, on, on the phone. You would think that that would be urgent enough for them to call police and you would hear sirens and it never happened. I called back 30 minutes later and the lady said, we're trying our best. We're shorthanded. Are you still refusing? Listen to what I'm about to say. She said, are you still refusing medical assistance? I said, I'm not refusing medical assistance. I don't need medical assistance. What I need is you here so I can report this and you guys can go. Because apparently he lives down the street less than a mile. So you could go and arrest this guy while he's still drunk and get him off the streets. Okay, we're doing our best. You can go home and then maybe go file a complaint at the police department tomorrow. I said, you guys are a joke. You're a joke. Got off the phone, I went home. When I tell you they called me at three in the morning, they called me twice, two different dispatchers said, hey, Mr. Molina, are you still there at the 7-Eleven parking lot? We're going to send a unit. I said, do you guys realize that was five hours ago? If I was still there and I didn't know how to defend myself, I'd probably be dead laying in a parking lot. No, I'm home. I'm sleeping. Okay, well, you can come between the hours of 12 and 4 and file a case. Help isn't coming, guys. It's not coming. 
There are a lot of you guys who who follow me on social media, who listen to this podcast, and you always say, there's a lot of you that say, you kind of make me nervous because you always talk about preparing for the worst. But then I, I kind then then there's some guys, even women that have told me, but then I kind of, it makes sense. So like, I do want to train, but how do I train? When I say train, I mean, get yourself in physical fit, like fit form, your health, your cardio, get strong, take care of yourself. God forbid, I hope this never happens to anybody, never but you're talking and listening to somebody. This has happened multiple times in my life. Multiple times. I'm talking about shootings. I'm talking about stabbings. I'm talking about assaults. I'm talking about drunk driver. I'm talking about all the things that you would think would never happen. I've dealt with them. Fires where I've tried to help somebody that was in a fire. I'm not kidding you. These things happen and so many people take it for granted. They think it's not going to happen. And the funniest part is most people, like the people that are so, like that are anti-gun say, well, if I ever get in a situation, I'll just call the police. I can, I'll get help. Do you understand that this whole new era of, of, F-12 and F the police and defund the police, all this stuff that's been going on, that, that's a real thing. Like, people don't want to be cops anymore because of everything that's been going on the last few years. They don't, they legitimately don't want to be cops. And I know, yes, there are some bad cops, but the good guys, the good cops that that really maybe had fam, had family that were all you know, officers and want to follow in their steps. They don't even want to be cops no more because of what's been going on. So when I say help isn't coming, it's not fucking coming. It's not. And last night for me was real. It was very real. I, I thought, I thought that what if this guy has a gun in his car? When I tell you I was nervous because he kept reaching, he wanted to go in his trunk and I had to close the trunk and he wanted to go under his seat and I glove compartment and I kept saying no. It, it became real for me. And God forbid if, if, if this, this was somebody who didn't take care of themselves, who didn't train, who didn't have a, a, a skill to, to protect themselves and have confidence in a physical altercation, God forbid it happened to one of those people this would have went a whole different way. But all I kept thinking is, you're not taking me from my kids. It's not happening. I won't allow it. It don't get more realer than that, guys. So if you're sitting at home and you're just wasting away, you're not taking care of yourself or you're like, I'll get it next year or that's going to be my New Year's resolution. Guess what? Guys like that and other dudes or other whatever, they don't care about your fucking New Year's resolution because it can happen at any time. 
at a shopping center, wherever, at the mall, on the street, wherever you're at, it can happen. You see it on social media every day. But so many of us walk around like it's just not going to happen to us. Like it's just stuff we hear on the news. Guys, I share my life with you because this is how I try to help and give back. I live a very open and candid life. I'm not afraid to share my ups and downs with you. I share my, I share my low points. I share my triumphs. I share the in-betweens. I share stuff like this that most people would not share with you. I share it. Help isn't coming. And if you don't take that serious, you're going to be a victim. I promise you that. You're going to be a victim. Guys, please be vigilant when you're out there. And if you are not on your shit, please get on your shit. I am not proud of what I had to do to get out of that situation. But I'll tell you what. I thanked God. I prayed. And I was proud that I have done the work. Like I always said, I've taken the steps to prepare myself if this ever happens. I am not invincible. None of us are. That could have went the complete other way. He could have caught me on a fluke. And knocked me out. And then got in his car and ran me over driving away. I'm well aware that this could have went a whole different way. And it didn't. I thank God for that. If I can inspire you to do something today. Please. Please, please, please. Take care of yourselves. Please get your health in order. Please start exercising. Please start learning how to protect yourself. People always say, man, like people in California are so wish-washy about guns. This is what I'm talking about. Like when, if this was in another state, this would have went a whole nother way. Because there are gun-toting states where once that guy assaults you, you have the right to defend yourself if you feel like your life is in danger. You guys know I always carry knives on me. I tell you that all the time. It took everything in me to not reach for my knife. Because in my head, I felt confident enough that I could do this physically without, without defending myself with a knife. That I am proud of. And even during this whole melee that me and him got into, I still was very concerned with him getting seriously hurt or possibly dying when he hit that curb. Last night was scary, man. And I'm very glad I'm still here today and I'm glad that I was able to pull through. I did go make the police report. I did file that, um, have all the guys information. So I'm going to move forward on that because I, someone like that does not belong 
uh, out there to kill somebody's family, someone's mother, someone's girlfriend, someone's wife, someone's kids. They don't belong out there. Okay? These are the types of people that have families mourning because a drunk driver just plowed through and didn't give a damn about their lives. That's my story. I hope it inspires you to make a change. I hope it inspires you to get your life in order. I love you guys. Please be safe out there. Please take care of yourselves. And um, I always, always tell you, I appreciate you guys supporting what I do and everything here on the podcast. And if you feel like someone needs to hear this message, please share it with somebody. Please take it and uh, share it on YouTube, share it on uh, Apple, Spotify, Instagram, uh, wherever you're at, TikTok, please share it, okay? My Instagram is at It's Ray Molina. The podcast is at The Perfect Mess Pod. My TikTok is also at It's Ray Molina, all right? My website is raymolina.com. And uh, please subscribe, share, like, comment, review, whatever. I appreciate you guys, all right? Like I always say, my life isn't perfect. Oftentimes it's a mess. But for me, it is the perfect mess. I love you. God bless. Perfect mess is my perfect mess. Perfect.